Welcome everyone to Locker Room Rewind. This is our central recap from their area round loss to Eaton. I'm Ryan Reynolds alongside Jaden Hart. So central season coming to an end in the area round 40-16 to 16 to Haslett Eaton. A really strange turn of events leading up to this game, Jaden. I'm sure it caught everyone by surprise when the news came out that Malachi Brown, who's a three-year starter at quarterback wasn't going to play due to a medical emergency and it was going to be the sophomore Tyler Hill taking the reins of the offense and uh you know it's just a tough situation that that Hill was thrown in that entire team and coaching staff was thrown in but it could have been worse I thought Tyler handled himself very well for just being able to come into a game especially against a team that definitely outsized central they were a lot bigger than a lot of the Bobcats. But, you know, just overall coming into a game against a Metroplex team in the area round and that being your first real true start, you know, that's that's impressive because he still he, he kept Central in it in the first half. And ultimately, it's just a matter of that size advantage, I think, that what wore down the Bobcats and you kind of saw that with the results yeah I don't think Hill did a bad job at all in my opinion I think he did a better job than what most people expected given you know the situation like you mentioned zero first team reps leading up to the game he's never been thrown in this kind of situation as a starter let alone in a playoff game he's only a sophomore I think he did an exceptional job given the conditions 16 to 36 for 141 yards one touchdown, two interceptions, and if I remember correctly, one of those picks was because the receiver he was throwing to slipped yeah. uh, when when the ball was thrown. And then where he really shined was on the ground. He carried it 17 times for 168 yards and a touchdown. Other than that, the next leading rusher for Central only had 13 yards. And you know that really size advantage up front didn't didn't do well for for Central in their running game. Well, I mean, you take away a guy that throws the ball 40 plus times. You know that, and you take away the passing attack, and it's not that that Hill's a bad passer. It's th everything that you just mentioned. Getting thrown in, morning of, you're starting your first game, and it's a playoff game, and you know they're used to throwing it 40, 50 plus times a game, and having success with that. And you know, I, I with I think Malachi obviously would have brought a, a done a good job, and he would have brought it whole different element with that because he's developed a rapport with those receivers you also have to think you take away tyler from being one of those receivers that malachi's had all season long to count on and he's developed into a really reliable well essentially, weapon. essentially losing two weapons yeah with trip noble out as yeah. well uh so yeah i mean they came in under undermanned and i think for what it was central played a really good like pretty good football game i Again, mentioned that they were right in this. I mean, in the first quarter, the only thing was just the botched uh, snap on the punt. It, it, or Ashen tried to punt it away, and it ended up going through the back of the end zone, so it was a safety. And then, you know, in the second quarter, that running game, they look, Eaton ran the same. It, it was just that size, and that quarterback was able to just pick the right holes, and it, he it just followed like, it like a – It seemed like the same three or four plays. Yeah, I mean, he, he just <laughs> – it was the – I mean, they, they were struggling to stop it, and I mean, I think a lot of teams would struggle to stop that because he – I mean, it's just like running behind a freight train. I mean, he's a bigger setback, and uh, Coach Davis had said it was going to be like consolidated's back and our quarterback, and I, I think that that was a pretty good comparison just by looking at – how that consolidated game went 
Uh, I would think that Consolidated's quarterback was able to throw the ball a lot better. Uh, there were a few plays where uh, Braden St. Ama, Eaton's quarterback, was able to complete some passes, especially in the second half. There were a few um, that were impressive, but I think that just the overall run running size on that running game was the the main difference maker. Yeah, I don't think that quarterback situation with Brown being out, Hill being thrown in was really the main reason why Central lost, and I, th- I think it was – not being able to stop Eaton's running game is really what did it. And we knew going in that that would be a key for Central. You have to stop Eaton's running game with uh, Braden St. Ama, Jabez Hawkins, Isaac Jones, that huge offensive line just had their way with Central all night. And like we said, it just seemed like they were running the same three to four running plays and they were picking up substantial yardage off of those plays. So if it's it's working, why change it? But, I mean, on the flip side, I'm, I'm, to make an argument out of it, I – think that you know if malachi does play you know you again have the continuity there i think the offense not being able to do what central's offense has done all season long which has scored us score a lot of points aside from shirts clemens and we've said it before coach davis has has said they were trying some different stuff out that game so that would that's kind of one of those with an asterisk anyway i think that you know, I, if you just look at not having that that continuity on offense and being able to score points, you know, it, it not necessarily keeping their offense off the field, I think, is a good way of putting it. It just it, it factors in because, you know, you, if you can't score and keep up with a team like Central likes to do, it's not necessarily that Central's known for playing the greatest defense out there. They're not bad on defense. They've got some guys that are very talented, but – the, the thing that keeps Central into games is being able to score. And, you know, that I think that was probably, in my eyes, that was the biggest thing that, you know, aside from the running game, obviously. Coach Davis said it in the uh, the weekly media presser that he feels like if Brown was, was in, that they would have been able to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, keep pace with with Eaton and uh, we've we've seen Central get in those shootouts before there's also you know a chance that some of those touchdowns swings momentum in Central's favor and you know Central actually cut this thing in the second half to a, a two possession game um, you know you mentioned they started a 2-0 lead after one because of that that failed punt which uh, was a mental mistake there's several mental mistakes throughout this game we haven't even talked about the fair catches during kickoffs yeah those were questionable uh that hurt field position for central um so two zero after one the eagles opened the second quarter with two straight touchdowns central responded with a 13 yard touchdown run by brock miller and then eaton ended the second quarter with another touchdown to take a 23 7 lead into the half they did a better job central did in the second half like i mentioned they cut it to a two possession game and they just couldn't keep up with them i thought the third quarter you could feel like there was some sort of a momentum shift into central's favor at right right out of the gate um i wouldn't say that it was like a complete you know total shift but it felt like they were kind of winning it back a little bit and there was just you know a few like you said mental mistakes that i think ended up costing them and you know, it it, it kind of is what it is. It's for the you know the fact that they were able to get this far into the playoffs. It's not that this team wasn't capable. I still think if you if you ask for my opinion, I think Midland Lee was the best team in this district, and they're still they're out of the playoffs. You know, Permian I I think's good, but I still feel like Central. If you put them on a field again and they play five times, like I think Central could win three of 
three of five. I, I really do think Central was the second best team in this district. And, you know, it, it's not just – it's just who you get matched up with and, and kind of what cards you're dealt. And with this, they were just not dealt a really good stack for this uh, area round matchup. And we talked all season about how those top four teams in the district were just so clear-cut with Midland, Lee, Odessa, Permian, Central, and Abilene. Of course, Abilene, the only team remaining <laughs> from that district. They have a tough tough game against Denton Geyer this week. But you're not hanging your head if you're Central. You won your first playoff game in two years. You got yourself a gold ball, especially for those seniors going out. Yep. You at least got one gold ball under your belt. Uh, the Bobcats finishing the season five in six. They were competitive in District 2-6A, and you know there should be a warm feeling knowing that this offense going into next season is in good hands with Tyler Hill at quarterback. I think if Thursday's game answered anything, I think it answered that question of how Hill, Hill will fill those shoes of, of Malachi Brown. He did a really – I mean, I know you mentioned his running stats kind of to open the show, but I, I thought that was the thing that was the most impressive was – being able to make plays when they weren't meant to be his his evasiveness out of his the pocket, Im improvising ability, yeah, especially when that pocket was collapsing. Exactly, and you know that's something that can only get better. You mentioned he's only a sophomore. I mean, he he's studied this offense from a receiver standpoint. You know, he's been working at quarterback, and it's one of the things that I think is very interesting and makes this central a central quarterback such a. I wouldn't say like next level, you know, or something like that, but it does give them that edge, I think, in some regards that they're playing receiver and then moving over to quarterback. So, you you know, yeah, Coach Davis said, that of course, he's going to try to bring some competition in, but, I mean, I'd be shocked if Tyler Hill's <laughs> not the guy. I mean, you know, if someone does stand out, you know that Coach Davis and that staff isn't going to turn their head at him. But, yeah, no, I think Tyler, for what it was, Tyler played really well. And, you know, a guy – that starts your or for the fact that he was starting his first game in a playoff game is just I think it's it's one that he'll look back at and you know say hey I might not have you know I could have done this I could have done that mm -hmm. and whatever it might be but it's one of the th those things you, you kind of have to be proud of yourself and the way that you stepped in yeah you didn't win the game but you, you didn't play bad and I think you know going forward from a confidence standpoint that has to be you know, sitting in his mind and, and sitting in the minds of the coaching staff when it comes time to rely on him next season. I think fearless is a good word to describe Tyler Hill's performance on Thursday. Fearless. We just so happened to be walking by the central locker room when, you know, Tyler Hill was walking out and he had people patting him on the back saying, you know what, man, you earned a ton of respect tonight. And I, I, I think he won over the coaching staff. I think he won over that locker room uh, from from a confidence standpoint Yeah, is, is what I mean. And Shouldn't be hanging your head. No, and I again look. I, I mentioned I, in my eyes that it was the inability to keep up with them on offense. You take away that scoring that Central's capable of. You know, just changing a little things here and there. I can throw an offense off, and, and not like I said, continuity. I think is the best word to really describe it. I think that was the biggest thing. But then again, you know, I, I, we're sitting here talking about how well Tyler played and and everything. You know, the defense just. It was it was going to be hard to stop an offensive line of that size. I mean, they if you weren't at the game uh, and haven't actually seen pictures or, or you know what these guys look like standing up, they're huge. I mean, one one of those guys, 
His hat had hair going down his back. <laughs> he was massive. One of them. One uh, of them's a Kansas commit. Yeah, I mean they were when one of them was a sophomore or something, and he's still getting recruited mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean they 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 had a talented offensive line, and I think that it made the quarterback look really good. And I think that's what you know my takeaway from the defensive side would be. So you know, really two things that I'd say were keys to the game or you know factors was. I mean, they're pretty vague, but, you know, the offense not being able to put up points and just the size advantage, uh, that that offensive line was, man, it was impressive. And, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how, how they'll do next week. Mental mistakes. Uh, Hill threw in, an interception in the red zone. There was a missed call that we both think should have oh, been yeah, a – that was a fumble. Should have been a that sack was, fumble. I think that would have been huge I was, for Central. I was – I'm not supposed to. I was pretty irate about that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I clear as day. He he might have looked like his arm was going forward, but that ball got knocked out like that. I I don't know who knocked it out, but I I, I can say I saw him slap the ball with his hand, and it, it wasn't like he hit his arm or or anything like that. No, he spiked the ball out of Sainama's hand, and that and Central would have recovered it. And they were right there for it. So, and that was early on in the game, or I guess it was before ha- before halftime. They ended up, I think, throwing out a little wheel route, and then they scored on a QB sneak right before half to get another touchdown. But it was sixteen to to seven at that point. I mean, you you at least get it in good field position there before going into halftime. If that's called a fumble, and I'm not trying to make excuses. Look, they lost the game, like. That, that was a good football team, Eaton Woods. But you have to wonder if that call does get turned over. If they're able to score there, you go into the locker room 16-14, maybe you, you run a little bit of clock off beforehand. I mean, it's why football, it's it's a game of mental, mental th- uh, you know, not errors necessarily, but mental things. Like, I mean, that's why coaches will say, you know, momentum plays such a big role, you know, stuff doing the little things is I guess the best way of putting it and stuff like that can come back and completely change the aspect or the result of a football game and I think if, if that was to be called a fumble and Central was it's a lot of what ifs yeah and Central it's a was lot of what ifs. to hop on it and recover it I think that would have put them inside the 10 inside the 15 it, it was really zone. it was really close yep uh so that very well could have been a central touchdown. Some more stats before we wrap this thing up. Jalen Leifesty, uh leading the way with five catches for 62 yards. Seth Levesque, seven catches for 46 yards. A lot can be said um, about those two seniors. Yeah. Uh, Seth Levesque playing through an injury all season. Jalen Leifesty really stepping up towards the back half of the season and, and really taking the reins as, as the number one wide receiver. Uh, and then, of course, we got a feel for Malachi Brown. Yeah, no, you do. And, you know, Coach Coach Davis has made the knowledge public. There's other things. We're not going to talk about it. I, no. I mean, it's still – it's it's known at this point. And if, you, and if you're listening to this, you probably know what it is. But, look, it's a high schooler. I'm, I'm not I'm not here to put information out there. The thing is, is that he's he's okay. I mean, it's he, it wasn't COVID. I'll, I will – you know, we'll say that. Like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't one of those deals that puts the team in jeopardy because of that. So – Look, I mean, you, yeah, you got to feel for him, and what that, what, what he's overcome already, and and just his three years as a starter for this program, um, you know, you hate to see it, but at the same time, I mean, 
let's let's not focus on that and really focus on you know what he was able to accomplish and as you said the the seniors got that gold ball and you you got to be happy that they were able to do that with that win over El Paso East Lake and you know I, it was a weird weird period for Central with being moved into a, a Metroplex district I mean who knows what happens if they stay in the little South, Southwest Conference 26A uh, in, in Malachi's first and second year. You know, it, it's a bunch of what ifs, but just looking back at what Malachi was able to accomplish, you know, it's Coach Davis has said not many times or not, it's not often that they have a guy that starts all three seasons or a lot bulk of three seasons. You know, Maverick got hurt. So Malachi was kind of thrown into the fire in a lot of ways, similar to Tyler. Um, not not a playoff game, but you know, yeah, just just looking at his overall track record, I mean, he's a guy that he owns record for touchdown passes in a game. Was he on the uh, single game passing yards record too? I mean, it's a guy that he's he's in, etched into the record books. Now they might not have done as from a team standpoint really what they wanted to accomplish every year, but I would say even the two years there in the Metroplex, you know, staying competitive making the playoffs, keeping that streak alive, like, you know, it's a it's a big deal. And I think it carries on a legacy that Coach Davis and his staff have brought for the Central Bobcat program. And Coach Davis said today that they're not hanging their heads. He thinks that the season went just about as good as it could, uh, given the, the unique circumstances. He made it a point that they weren't the only ones, obviously, to be dealing with the unique circumstances that the 2020 season had to offer. A, a lot of waiting time between when they could start workouts to September 3rd, uh, so on and so forth. And hey, they were able to complete an 11-game season. So that is and nav navigate the uh, the weird the weirdness of COVID, I guess yeah. you can put. But um, good season for Central. We enjoyed covering it. I know I can speak for Jaden when I when when we say that it was really fun to to follow the central bobcat team and and them being back out west that's the big thing with district 26a and and you're bringing all that history back and it means more when they're out you know i'm not trying to it just means more like it, it's more fun when they're playing teams that they've historically played it it just it's it's weird seeing them play ulis and weatherford like growing up in midland the fact that I, you know i'm used to central <laughs> maybe maybe you know central's been in amarillo and lubbock districts but i mean still it's like you know the central bobcats you're familiar with the central bobcats and they deserve to be playing in west texas and just the fact that i got to be a part of that covering them this in their first season back you know i i'll always remember it just because one it was weird uh, in general but <laughs> uh no it was really cool to see and you know they put they they played everyone in the district well. I mean you again. I can make the case that I still think they're better than Permian, and that's obviously my opinion. But you know, it is what it is. I guess take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. I'm an opinion. <laughs> I'm opinionated, and I guess you don't like it, then eh. something we can look forward to. Uh, hopefully next season, this district in front of a full stadium. Yeah, no, that's something. Something kind of fingers what I was crossed about today when we were uh, talking to Coach Davis. We're recording this on a Monday. I don't know if we're releasing this on a Monday, but you know, weekly we talk to Coach Davis in the afternoons, and you know, I was I was trying to gauge how I wanted to ask a question about just being back out west. I've asked him it a ton of times <laughs> this year. He's probably tired of me asking about it, but I guess I, I just wanted to structure it in a way that it was, you know, despite all of the weirdness, it was still cool to play those former rivals and. 
you know, I, yeah, the, the fans weren't worn out at these games like they could, like the stadiums weren't filled up, but it still mattered. I guess that's going back to what I'm saying. It just matters more, and it it gets the communities buzzing. It's something to talk about, and, and what has been a weird year, you know, I, I think that I've turned towards this even more than I would in a normal <laughs> year, even though it's my job. Um, and the Central Bobcats, along with the other teams in our area, gave me something to – kind of keep my my focus on and I, I enjoyed covering every minute of it but man I uh got tangent but next season is going to be a lot of fun let's hope that when it does come time for those district games that there are no restrictions because I would love to see uh Midland when Midland Lee comes here or Midland, I guess it's Midland Legacy now uh after this season whenever they come here you know that's going to be crazy and Central's got to go to Permian next year so probably want to get over to Ratliff for that one that'll be fun <laughs> but yeah no I mean it look it is what it is it's it's been a weird season the fact that they got through it is impressive and you tip again tip your cat to coach Davis his coaching staff all really the entirety of San Angelo ISD for making sure that you know they didn't have a huge outbreak of anything and, and you know it's just the professionalism that they carry themselves with uh I just respect that and you know I, I know those those players on the team are thankful that they were able to get to at least play this thing and not have it canceled. Yeah, big big tip of the cap to, to Rodney Chant, the athletic director yeah. for San Angelo ISD and his his administration for uh, you know keeping the protocols in place, constantly reminding people. They had a, a neat little video at San Angelo Stadium that played before every game, but Central and Lakeview able to complete full seasons. So that was that was pretty impressive. Before we wrap things up, any final thoughts? I mean, look out for them next year. I guess it's, you know, I, I know I've kind of been tangent and rambly in this episode, and I probably am most of the time. But, man, next season, you know, I think the Cats are going to be right back in the mix. I don't see them going away. Uh, you know, it's kind of leads back or follows back to what we said about Tyler. And, you know, Coach Davis said the JV group is, is good, and even the freshman class looks pretty good. So, I mean, Central's got – they're a well-established program, so – you know, fans out there know what to expect from this coaching staff. And, you know, it's a year in and year out they get it done. And I kind of expect the same. And, and you, you kind of you kind of feel like that's probably going to be the case for Midland Lee. And, and you know, Permian's going to reload. And I, I would think even Abilene High is, is going to be a, a real team to watch out for next season um, with what they've got going on over there. I just think that the four that made the playoffs this year – Feels like they're going to be right back the, the same four next year. But, I mean, that's a whole nother year away. <laughs> <laughs> Central finishes the season five and six. They won their first playoff game in two years. They finished third in District 2-6-A. And I'm already counting down the days yeah, so we can I've see already... Bobcat football again return to action in August 2021 for two-a-days. Already I've, got that on my calendar. I've been going through all of this <laughs> stuff already. It's first Monday of – without a, a football game that I know I'm going to on a Friday or a Thursday and going back and doing point differentials for every one of our teams and their teams in their district and, you know, where they finished up, if they made the playoffs, you know, just trying to com composite little historic stuff and keeps my mind occupied with it. And I mean, basketball is going to be fun and everything. I'm excited for it. But – and Central's basketball team, you know, really quick, you know, give them a plug because they look good, man, like – a few games that I've I've gone out and watched, like Coach Villegas, what he's got going on right now. We'll, we'll see when they get into district, but right now they're rolling. So, 
that's going to be something to keep an eye on with with basketball season getting into full swing with district coming up after the break or christmas break but yeah no uh you know i just got I, I'm, I'm ready for it i already looking forward to maybe even seven on seven it's not something i necessarily get too <laughs> excited about but i might this summer if, especially if the COVID stuff's gone away. Hopefully, hopefully Fingers it does. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, if you can make it out to a, a central a central boys basketball game, go ahead and do that because they are really fun to watch. Vegas has done a good job so far under in, <laughs> in his first year. Um, they play with a lot of energy. Uh, and there's a lot of talent on that team as well. So if you can head out to a central basketball game, go ahead and do so. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. The Bobcat season coming to an end in the 6A Division two, Region one, area round. They lose to Eaton, forty to sixteen. Yeah, and I guess just really quick uh, before we do wrap up, we will at some point. Now, it might be a week. It might be a, you know ten days, two weeks, something like that. But here in the coming weeks, let's say we're going to do one last kind of recap of everything. You know, go through Central season again. I guess man, we might not do that. But the other Concho Valley teams. Uh, so if you are wondering, if you do listen to this and you're a fan of another team, we will go back and look at everyone's season. We'll, we'll, you know, standout players, stuff like that. We'll, uh, we'll have an episode like that. Well, Paul, you break it down by classification. Yeah, that'll be I'm the thinking. easiest thing to do. Uh, keep it more organized. So it could be multiple episodes uh, spread out. We all have like a, a 2A episode, a 3A episode. Uh, so there will be content uh, going up on our podcast feed. And, of course, if there's breaking news like Conscious, coaching changes yeah. – Stuff like that. We'll also continue to uh, pump out content on this Locker Room Rewind podcast feed. So if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Just search CVHP Locker Room Rewind on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you've listened uh, throughout the season, thank you so much. It's been a, a, a really fun time and informational time. It, it really helps us with our job, to be honest, yeah. to sit down here, uh, do the research on these matchups, do a podcast, and then do a recap and look <laughs> further into, into why these teams lost and why these teams won. It was, it was really good to do this with you, Jaden. Uh, it's, like yeah. it's like I'm saying goodbye, but we're no, really we're not. I'm just other. telling yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just appreciate <laughs> all a, the listeners, fun. the people that have came up and told us, you know, they like the show and everything. That means a lot more than – I think people understand that, you know, you're, you're whatever you're doing, you want people to listen to it. You want people to pay attention. And I mean, whenever you're getting compliments on something, it feels good. And so to those people, we, you know, obviously I've told you thank you in person, but thank you for listening. And, you know, thanks for putting up with me going on a lot of random tangents and getting sidetracked and, and not staying on point, but that's why Ryan's here. So he can wrangle me back in and we can at least <laughs> steer it in some sort of a direction. And, I uh, probably did a rough job with this one. We're 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 going on a little sleep and big busy week with state championship with the Sterling City Eagles and you know we went right down to uh, Abilene to cover the Cats the next day. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting time. Still trying to gather ourselves, but even though football season is over, there are still things to talk about. So keep an eye on this podcast feed. And again, I hope everyone has a, a Merry Christmas, a, a Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year as well. But we will be right back with a, another episode with, within a week, two weeks. We don't know, which is why you need to subscribe to that Locker Room Podcast feed. We're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. I'm Ryan Reynolds alongside Jaden Hart. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.